This is Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today I have an awesome opportunity to bring a dear friend on to today's episode, Coach Hani. She is a nutrition and fitness coach in our local community. We have been vibing and talking and kind of met over Instagram. I guess it's been a couple, I guess a little bit over a month now. Um, so we're going to be talking about today some common nutrition and movement mistakes that we see with new moms. But first, before we hop into that, Coach Hani, I want you to take some time, introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do, how you help people. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Like Dr. Anika said, I'm a coach handy. I'm a nutrition and fitness coach. I specialize in helping women bring harmony to their hormones so that they can reclaim their energy, build physical strength, and elevate their mindset so that they can show up as their most confident self. Um, I've been coaching for three years now, one year on my own in my own business. So that's very Yay. exciting for me. Yes. yes. Um, I just really love the work that I do because I've noticed in the last, you know, a few years of coaching is there's a huge gap in knowledge when it comes to women's health, hormones, what's good for me, what's not good for me. We are also yeah. just not little men, quote unquote, is what a lot of people try to treat us as. So I really want to step in and be that, you know, missing link that a lot of women need to help them on their happy hormone journey. I love that. I love that. You know, I never heard that term of like little men. But there was literally a conversation that me and my wife were having this morning about like clothing. I think we were talking about underwear. And she was like, a man had to create this. Someone had to create this. We were talking about different things that like men create for women. Or there's even certain research that yes. there's not a lot of research for women. I know you do learn that, especially being in the field that you are with hormones. It's kind of like they just took whatever they thought went to men and just like, oh yeah, that must apply to them too. Yeah, it just must apply on like a smaller level or a little bit less because I'm like, where did this come from? Where did this logic come from? <laughs> a man, some man wrote it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we all goes back to men. Lord have mercy. <laughs> like you started this and don't know anything. That is hilarious. Okay, so let's just go ahead and roll right into it. Um, I want you to start off, honestly, give me any type of um, common nutrition mistakes, at least starting off with one that you see with some of the new moms that you're working with. Yeah, I think the most common one is that when women after, you know, postpartum and after birth are thinking already, like, what's the timeline? Like, when can I jump right into fat loss? Because I want to look good. I want to feel good. And I think that's perpetuated by media. And, you know, you see these models and movie stars, they're bouncing back after one month, three months, she's lean and toned after. And so yeah. many women see that and they think, crap, now I have to do the same thing instead of um, I just did something freaking amazing. Um, yeah. I created life. I do not need to jump into this thing to look a certain yeah. way after a baby. Like I want women to just enjoy and feel and learn also just to learn about what it feels good in every stage of your journey. Right. Yeah. It's not this like toxic of like toxic positivity or body positivity always, but I think it's really important to learn how to ebb and flow with every season and not just with pregnancy, but women are tend to rush the timeline. Yes. So it's like, hold on, you just, you just, you just created just such a beautiful yes. thing. And your yeah. body, the law is not like, you know, blink of an eye and you were, that was easy. Cause I've, yeah. I, I've uh, you know, never been in their shoes, but I've heard the stories. I work with moms. So I know what your body just went through. Let's yeah. just relax and enjoy baby. Because a lot of times, you know, we rush into that and then, you know, we're doing things that 
may be good for quote unquote weight loss, but might not be good for your gut, might not be good for your brain health, might not be good for baby health, especially if you're breastfeeding or not, might not be good for your mental health, right? So yes. I think a big thing is that poor mamas are just rushing when it's like a lot of this obviously societal pressure, but like pressure as women that we tend to put on ourselves that just kind of translate throughout every season of our lives. I agree. I agree. The term that you use, like um, moms having this idea of having to bounce back, I have strayed away from using that phrase because I find myself doing that. Like, all right, moms, let me help you get out of pain and get back to what you were doing or get your body back to this. And then mm-hmm. I had to be in a realization, like we're not getting back to anything. Like, it's changed and we got to accept that like we are now in this new body that just had a little human grow inside of it. And now yeah. what does that look like for your stage in life now? How you mentioned like things ebb and, lo- ebb and flow and where your stages and what you're doing movement wise, nutrition wise changes and being able to just kind of figure out where you are right then. You mentioned like weight loss. You're right. As soon as someone has a baby, their first thing is, all right, I'm healed. I hit that six week mark. When can mm-hmm. I start losing weight? But so yeah. many things go into that. Like you mentioned, like, are you breastfeeding during this time? Like that plays a role too. Huge. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. I am definitely going to piggyback on that because I run into that as a movement mistake as well. Pretty common movement mistake. People wanted to jump back in so soon to what they were doing prior to baby. And not everyone's body is going to do that. Now, Kudos to all the moms who are continuing to do all the things during their pregnancy. My wife is that same type. Yoga, walking, every day. That was life. But we do have some moms that maybe we didn't do as much movement. Or maybe our movement changed because we were in the gym weightlifting. But maybe we transitioned to now maybe we're doing yoga or Pilates, whatever that may be. We got to be able to know, like, feel, feel what we feel in our body to know, is this good for us right now? Because sometimes we jump back into that that weightlifting class or that boot camp class we were going mm-hmm. to. But those people in there honestly are not equipped. Some of those coaches are not equipped to handle the stage where you are in your life right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so freaking big because yeah. um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, like how you're mentioning, it's just I want women to also learn how to build these tools before they're pregnant or not. And yes. if you didn't, that's okay. But I want us to always consider the idea of, even women who I'm working with who aren't pregnant, they'll, you know, you have a stressful time in your life, a family emergency comes up, you maybe lose motivation for a month or two, and you're always thinking about how do I get back? Like, yeah. and I'm learning how to not talk about it in that way because I don't want us to get back. I don't want us to always have to feel like we are on a track or off a track. I just want us to, one, assess the environment. Like you said, like, yes. is this good for you during this time? Like, is it good to move a little more? Do we need to move a little less? Do we, can we add yeah. more on your plate? Do we have to take away from your plate? Because throughout every season of your life, it's going to be constantly changing. It's not like you get to build one routine and you figure it all out. And that's what you have to stick to right. for the rest of your life. It's just not going to happen that way. Even with me with like the least amount of responsibilities, I don't have a kid. I don't get a dog. I don't get nothing, but <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm flowing through life, but like things come up for me too. Right. And there's yeah. so many that I have to adjust my work. I have to adjust how I show up. I have to adjust how much energy I can output. I have to adjust how much I do in the gym, how much I, you know, when am I eating really well? When am I not? There's so many different, like we talk about these ebbs and flows and not having, we have to recognize like nothing in life is fixed. Like we have to learn how to be, I I term it like, you gotta be flexy, like learn how to be so flexible, you know, not only with what's going on, but with yourself and having the patience to recognize like you cannot do it all. We, I know, I mean, 
mamas are super women in and of themselves. You're already yeah. doing it all. You cannot continue to do it all all the time. Right. Right. You want to empty out. You can't pour for an empty cup. That is that is so true. Me being a new mom, Noah's like 14 months now. I have turned into, and that's just kind of how it happened being a business owner. I've turned into a planner. Everything's on a calendar. This is the time. We're sleep training. Like, this is this. And when yeah. I think I had a routine down with them, he'd switch it up. I'm like, what are we doing, sir? Like, we supposed to go to sleep at 10. Why today are we doing something different? It's constantly changing. And so yeah. I had to realize, like, all right, like, at times, we're going to have to ebb and flow with what he's feeling today. Nice. Even today, like, I was putting him down for a nap. And I was like, I mean, usually 10 o'clock's the nap time. I got something to do, Noah. And today, he was like, I'm on it. I'm like, okay. Today's okay. a good day. We're living large today. So just accepting that you're right. Things are going to change and figure out what's going to work best and where you are right now. Yeah. 100%. Point period, point period. I want to take something that you said too about um, getting or getting as many tools as you can before pregnancy or during pregnancy so that you're prepared, you know, when you get to that, to that finish line. And that is something that I work on with some of my moms who come in who are either like currently pregnant or really early stages postpartum. We start really low barrier because what mm -hmm. I don't want people to do is not necessarily not move, but we all have our own, you know, whether we had a C-section, whether we gave vaginal birth, we all have whatever's happening in our body. But something regardless of where anyone starts, we always start with like some breath work. It's something that doesn't require a lot of movement. We can do that in the bed. We can do that holding baby. We can do that mm -hmm. cooking, whatever you're doing. So breath work and a um, walking. Whether that's a couple minutes, whether that's yep. literally to your kitchen and back, wherever you are within your postpartum journey, those are mm -hmm. two things that we are able to start before we even move on to, I'm going to say higher level exercise because we're getting out into the gym, whatever that may be. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree on that. I think that's one of the things I wanted to bring up is that so many times when anybody starts any journey, whether it's fitness, your you know pregnancy journey, any little journey, right? You can, yeah. you can do this, anything, but the idea of that, I can't, I haven't figured it out. And I just need to look for the next best thing. Or I, maybe there's something out there that's perfect for me. So there we're, we're constantly searching. We're thinking, oh, crap, okay, that worked for her. Whatever I'm doing might not be right, so I'm going to try that. And then you do this cycle where it's like, okay, well, that didn't work for me. What worked for her? Because I'm going to try that again. So there we're constantly searching and trying new things. And we're not recognizing or testing what actually works for you. And I love that you bring up the idea of like low barrier. That is so important yeah. in any journey because jumping from – zero to a hundred will just, you're going to burn out. Yeah. You're not going to figure out what actually works. It's not going to feel good. You're just going to be outputting so much of this energy and this time instead of just thinking, okay, hold on. Can I, like you said, just walk down the street yeah. and can I do that consistently for a month? And then can I add the next thing? So I talk about these things called mini goals for me and my clients. It's Ooh, like a mini nutrition goal, a mini movement goal, and then a mini self-care or, you know, meditation or breath work or mindfulness goal, because so often we think I just have to create this lifestyle and I just have to figure out a way to make it stick instead of creating and curating the lifestyle that actually works for you. Right. We want to start small. We, it doesn't, it, I think a lot of times we think, Oh, if it's too small, I'm never going to get there. Or like I can handle more, but then yeah. how many times do you handle more and um, you couldn't go so well. Right. <laughs> right. So that's why I really want to push that. Please, please like start small because I'll, I'll use myself as a, an example, because a few weeks ago I started to really get into mindfulness again and wanting to go outside and have my self-care time. Right. I said three times a week, I'm going to get outside for 30 minutes. Like that is going to be a non-negotiable. Well, week one, I did it once. Right. That was just, and it, at first, yeah, that was frustrating. Cause I was like, okay, I made a goal. I swear that was small and attainable, 
but it wasn't for me. And that's okay. Then I went back to the drawing board and I said, okay, I did it once. So next week for the next two or three weeks, I'm going to go at least one time because then I know that's the goal. And when I hit it, I feel accomplished. It's not this idea like, I wish I did more. It's okay. I did that. And then when I feel ready and I think that I can add another day, I will add another day. But that's the whole idea. Like you've got it like even bare, bare, bare minimum before, you know, and then trial and error, test it out. Patient, give yourself the grace to see, did that work for me or did it not? And then you learn how to then build on top of that. And all of these things slowly compound over time to create that lifestyle that we want. I love that. I love that idea behind mini goals. I know for me personally, I I didn't even realize that's what I was doing, but I have always been a person. Maybe it's the athlete in me that's like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. If I'm mm-hmm. like, if I don't have an hour to work out, then I might as well not do it. That was just kind of always my premise. But especially now having a kid, it's like, oh, I got to get it in when I can. So mm-hmm. it was like, all right, I got 20 minutes. What can I do for this 20 minutes? So it's all about what you said, finding out the time and figuring out where it works and realizing that you can make small goals. I was... I, for me, I love hitting goals and I'm the same way. If we don't hit what we said we we're going to do, now I'm sad. I'm like, damn it. Like, I thought I could do this. I said I could. This seemed easy. Why didn't I hit this? Well, every life happened this week and you couldn't do this. So I took it back a notch. For me, I was trying to make sure that I got like four to five times a week working out. That was for me mm-hmm. as I'm working on my own health and wellness journey. But physically with time, with where I am right now, we're not having a nanny as she's doing my work. It was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot get this other day in. But then I just kind of overshadowed the fact that like, but you're going to the gym at least twice a week. Like, what about that? Why does that not matter? Because we set these bigger goals and it's like, I wanted four, but I only got two. Why isn't that good enough? So I love that whole setting mini goals. Yeah. It makes it super attainable and it makes us feel good too. Like, I don't know about travel. I love checking things off a list. So that's what I picture. Like, oh, I worked out twice. Check, check. I'm the shit. I did that. Right. So I love a a little check off thing because yeah, you can also, I love the idea too, is when you mentioned lists, I tell clients a great thing you can do is have a physical calendar. I know we have calendars with Google, your phone and everything, but for yourself, for your own personal goals, I highly recommend a physical calendar so that you can check off the fact that you did this and the fact that you ate an apple, the fact that you went on your walk and then look back in the month and see how much you filled that out. Or, and and also celebrate, you're always going to celebrate no matter yep. how many you did or didn't do, right? Because you did something, yep. but then it also helps you recognize, okay, where, where were some sticky points that I probably wasn't able to hit? Or like, maybe that goal was a little bit of a stretch for me because you can visually and physically see something so that you can learn, okay, that's what happened. Because I know a lot of times we try to do this mental math of like, how did the month go? And we're like, month was a blur. I have no idea. <laughs> right. But now if you have a physical calendar, you can look and see, okay. I did do something right. Like, right. I can yeah. see that. And I, or this area, I might not have done really well and that's okay. Cause now I can adjust for the next month. I love, oh, I love a physical calendar and a little checkoff because it's like, remember like back in kindergarten, you had those little sticky, you know, yeah. glitter. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to start doing that. Get little, little <laughs> ideas are coming out. Right. I'm like, hold up. I think Listen I to her that. class. She will have stickies. This is about to be a thing. <laughs> I'm going to have my gold star. <laughs> But for real though, like we all love that from, from like, it was just that positive reinforcement and to be like, I did that. Like you look back and see like, how many did you have? Heck yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It builds up over time and it feels good. It does. Yes. Yes. That leads me to our last, um, my last one. I think we probably, probably will have the same one when it comes to just like the common nutrition and movement mistakes. 
I find a lot of new moms struggle, and I know that we did this too, with asking for help. We got to yeah. ask for help and whatever that means for you. Like, I know that we're new, well, for us, we were new moms in this game, didn't understand mm-hmm. that anything about that. Um, our nutrition, I'm not going to say it was trash, but like, <laughs> we were like Chipotle and milkshaking it for a little bit. <laughs> but food because honestly, right, it, food was food. It was whatever we could get at that moment. And so mm-hmm. finally, my wife, who's the planner of the family, sat down and like people were bringing us food and we kind of had it staggered out. So we had some more home cooked food because like we were exhausted. So little things like that allowed us to get better. Like we didn't start off that way, but eventually like, okay, we saw this DoorDash bill and I was like, we can't continue to do this. So where did we get this food from? (laughs) And then our nutrition started getting better as we figured out at that time in our life, what meals were easier for us. It was quick meals, 20 minutes, short and sweet. Like that's what, for me, it was like, I'm the air fryer queen. So if there was a button on the air fryer, that's like what we made for the first couple months. So figuring out a plan, like, and I know from her, I think she's just a researcher. So I think she Mm -hmm. found someone online. I was like, oh, you should plan this. And she was like, we should do that. So make sure that you're asking for help and finding some help or whatever you need. I know that for us, that was something that was super helpful. And as you're starting on that new journey, this different part of your life, you don't don't know what you don't know. How can you eat and still support your body and your baby? Your hormones Mm -hmm. are all over the place because now we have a baby, you know? How do I get back into movement, but not hurt myself? Like there's so many people, so many resources out there for whatever moms need. Absolutely. And they say it takes a village. Like don't neglect your village, whether that's a professional side of things like coaches, like, you know, or Kairos or massage or what, like there's, you you need your village, right? So don't neglect your village when you step into this new stage of life because I know again with women too and moms like we are so independent we want to do it all we want to we want to be on top and we neglect the fact that wait a minute everybody there's been we've had help and coaches all of our life no matter yeah. you recognize it or not like yeah. teachers your parents your cousins your aunts your like throughout our life like we are only here because we've had help nobody's done it by themselves right, right. so don't get to a new stage and think okay this is my time to then shed them all and try <laughs> on my own <laughs> Um, and that it reminds me about the point of also then setting your n- limits and knowing your limits, because I think a lot of times when it comes to new baby, everybody wants to visit. You want to say yes yeah. to things. You want to prioritize family over what your needs are and remembering, hey, you have to remember and listen to your gut when you're saying yes to certain opportunities. I think this was a really great uh, piece of advice I'd gotten was that not whether in any stage of your life, like opportunities are coming at us all the time all the time. You have an opportunity to do say yes to so many things in a day. We never slow down to then say, is this an opportunity I want to take advantage of? Is this an opportunity that's going to feel good? How's it going to feel after the fact? Because we neglect our gut a lot and we neglect our intuition because so many times I will say yes to something and then recognize like, oh my God, that was so draining. If I would have thought through, I probably would have said no, right? In the same way, like for new babies, somebody wants to visit and you're just not in a good place. You can say no. And you yeah. can say it respectfully too. Like you don't have to feel bad because it's like, this is also a huge time for you and like connecting with your baby, connecting with your own body again in a different phase. So we want to make sure that you're you're setting your boundaries, knowing your limits and trusting that gut of yours because, oh my God, it tells you a lot. We just have to listen. I agree. I agree. Okay, y'all. So I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me for recording this podcast. I, all this information was just so valuable. 
we could talk for hours about about all the things <laughs> about all the things but i want you how can people find you what do you have going on how are you helping people right now Yes. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at hanny.fit. So that's going to be H-A-N-N-I-E dot fit. Or you can also go straight to my website, hannyfit.com. Um, I recently launched a brand new program called Happy Hormones with Hanny. It's yeah. a six-month one-on-one coaching program to help women, like I said, really bring this happiness and harmony to their hormones because like you know, we don't know what we don't know is a big one. And this is where, you know, my expertise comes into play to help you really understand where you're at in your current stage of life. How do you know what's good for you movement wise, nutrition wise, self-care and mindset wise. So bringing in, you know, my expertise when it comes to coaching is something I will talk anybody's ear off because I love what I do. Right. And I love helping women get so empowered in the body that they're in because we just so many times we don't know what that feels like. We don't even know what that is to feel so empowered to understand what your body wants from you and how to communicate. So like I said, I launched Happy Hormones with Hanny. And if you are interested or know somebody who's interested in something like that or support like that, you can message me on Instagram and or go to my link and book a discovery call with me so that we can see if Happy Hormones with Hanny is a good fit for you and where you're currently at with your health and fitness journey. I love that. I will make sure that I add Coach Hanny's information in our episode notes, all right? So you can have that and that resources on how to link to her Instagram, her website, and all the things. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you guys found today super informational. I hope you found this information today super valuable. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode. Bye.